And welcome, welcome, welcome to another full, wonderful episode of Rad Talk, episode 18. Welcome, Rad Talk Nation. I'm Dennis. This is Gage. We're going to be going over um, some crazy topics that are happening in the world right now, including um, some strike stuff. And so uh, let's let uh, let's get your opinion on some things, Gage. Let's let you uh, start. Uh-huh. Maybe you can give, just, just give us maybe some details about what's going on. Uh, so I think, what was it? Three days ago, four days ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Kaiser Permanente, which I don't know too much about. I just know they're a large healthcare group in, I think they're based at a, um, like Southern California, but mm-hmm. they have like 200 some odd thousand employees and a bunch of, I don't know the, the, the technical term, but a bunch of their employees, certain employees went on strike basically over, chronic understaffing uh, pay, you know, so the chronic understaffing leading to issues dealing with, you know, caring for patients, uh, patient wait times. I think one of the articles I read said patient wait times were kind of out of control because they just don't have enough people to get to it. And then money, money's always an issue with everybody. So we can, uh, I'll let mm-hmm. you get into the, that part of it, but that's yeah. kind of the introduction. It's kind of weird because I've never dealt with a strike before. So it's interesting. I know these happen, but right. uh you know, I think it's really interesting because, you know, this is the largest healthcare strike ever. Um, 75,000 employees went on strike predominantly um, there, you know, like Gage said, they're, they're looking for some money. They're looking for understaffing issues. Um, they're looking Which I think for- we've talked about before is like, what's, we're being asked to do more with less and like, what right. is the kind of, we've never talked about the outcome, but you're looking at the outcome of that situation. And, and they're wanting, um, I think they wanted a certain dollar amount from, I don't know, maybe I heard maybe somewhere like 25 bucks an hour, like starting out for any particular job. And, and it may Across be maybe all a, of the locations, not just so Kaiser has a whole bunch of locations. They said everywhere we want 25 minimum. Yeah. And so I think that's a, it's a big ask. Um, I know, you know, California, that area of California is a very expensive area to live in. Yeah. And, and I believe California's minimum wage is like 16 bucks an hour or something like that. And so to work at the hospital, is a huge, you know, if they want 25. That's a, it's almost it's $10 an hour more. Yeah. 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 So that's a decent jump. Um, but I understand the burnout. And I, and I think that in this instance, I think it's not just the money. Uh, I think it's, they're probably just upset and burned out and they're just like, you know what? The money's the problem too. So, like, we need to yeah. fix the money. If we're going to strike, like, we're going to ask for the things that we want now. We want uh, the money. We want staffing. We want, yeah, we want what we what we feel like we need. Um, I mean, we talked. I guess it was last week's episode about it. money's not. It's usually an issue. Don't get me wrong, but it, I think you said it was in the top. It wasn't number one, but it was in the top five. So, yeah. I mean, money is. Like, I think, like you said, there were other things that kind of led to this. And then they're like, oh, shit. Well, while we're here, William, why don't we just ask for everything that we wanted? Yeah. Uh, but I don't think money was probably the, the root of all evil in this case. I mean, yeah. if you, you've done it, I do it. If you're mm-hmm. chronically understaffed and you're taking on tasks of other people, mm-hmm. you know, that you should be hiring for, that shit will wear on you so fast. You just get drained yeah. so fast. And then you calculate your value based on the dollars that you're paid. Mm-hmm. And so and so you're like, okay, now I'm doing two people's jobs, yep. three people's jobs, whatever it is, and you feel like I'm I'm not being compensated for 
even my job. And so then all of a sudden you start thinking, then that's where the money I think really starts to hit. When you feel like I'm doing a couple people's jobs for an extended period of time, I'm burned out and I'm not getting paid to do my job. And yeah. so then you're just like compounding, compounding. Especially um, so when I, you work with a, uh, a group like Kaiser, who's they're massive. So they make a ton of money. They can afford it. They're just being greedy, which is, I think, people's main issue with the whole thing is like, you guys can. So this, I talked, we talked about, I think it was last week again, where those C-level suites, man, those executives in the C-level, in the C-suites, you're just like, that's, they're getting paid way too much. And here's yeah. the issue. They won't take even a slight pay cut to, to pay the people that are keeping them going. It's yeah. kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if you'd say biting the hand that feeds you, but they're cutting off their nose to spite the face, whatever the phrases you want to use, like right. you, you can't make the money that you want to make without the people to do the job. So that's true. That's true. And, and you know, and it's interesting with the, the C level suite people that you talk about, and I'm sure they're, I'm curious on, and, and it's probably not public, but like their compensation for their bonuses, usually the, the those mm -hmm. high up are getting more bonuses that people get yeah. paid a year. And that's, and that's how they get around it. Uh, a lot of, I don't know if Kaiser is public, but a lot of academic places are public. So your salary is public. People know what you make, but right. there's ways around that, right? They'll just put your base salary up there. They don't put bonuses or anything. So I'm mm -hmm. sure if Kaiser does put their employees pay on the out for public consumption, they don't put, they don't put uh, bonuses in there. It's just the, the base incentive. scale that they get. Yeah incentive stuff um and so i guess that leads into let's see here uh, let's i have a story that i want to go over with you guys um but i think do we tell the story first or do we go into um would you cross the strike line and then issues i guess yeah so i've we can start with if we have would we do it or have we ever done it or whatever yeah let's, yeah i i like i already said i've never dealt with a strike before so mm -hmm. I've never had to to do this. Um, and I'm not sure that how it would work with doctors because we're usually a lot of doctors are employed by hospitals, obviously, but I like a lot of radiologists specifically are employed by groups. So we don't have to we don't care about the hospital politics in that regard, per se. But mm -hmm. uh, what I cross the line, that's a different story. I guess it depends on my situation. I know right. the people that Kaiser brought in to to replace their original workers for the three days, I'm sure they got paid handsomely, you know? So yeah. if you're in a situation where money is, you really need money and Kaiser throws a number at you that says, you're just like, man, I, I cannot turn this down. It's three days. You're like, you got to think of it. You got to put yourself first. Cause that's what the people on strike are doing, right? They don't care about you. They only care about themselves. So why, why should the people crossing the line be any different? But and it's only three days. You probably never see these people again in your life. You know, yeah. so I think it's something I, it's kind of a tangent, but it blows my mind that people were like, they didn't think this was going to happen, that people were going to replace them. You knew, I mean, one, the patients have to be taken care of. Like you can't just, you could close the hospital, but there's already patients there. So you have to take right. care of those Number patients. Yep. And then you knew the number Kaiser was going to throw at them was going to be way too high to say no. Mm -hmm. for three days kaiser's like yeah we'll eat this for three days you guys will be back so yeah 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 and, and if they can get the negotiation where they want to like you said and in the numbers that they're they're paying these people to cross the t the picketed lines is probably a lot oh i know it's a lot i've seen some of the the travel numbers 
for, you know, and they're, they're paying them, but they're not only doing that, they're paying for their airfare to get there. Mm -hmm. they're, they're paying for your stay there. They're paying for your meals while you're there. You know, everything is you're, you're a body and you're show up and you do the job and we're going to pay you very nicely for you doing that job for that three day period. Or, and I, and I think we looked up and they can, they can extend it uh, as long as they give like a 10 day notice or something. And so, yeah. so I think um, the article said they have to go back to work today, but it, yeah. they can give another intent to strike or whatever it's called and mm -hmm. they can do it again in 10 days. So, and so it may be coming again because it looks like based on what the article was saying, it was their, their number differences are, you know, but it was like 9% to, um, the raise that they wanted the Kaiser offered them and they turned that down because they wanted 12 and change or something is, is what they're gandering. So they're, they're a little off still is what you're saying. So, what, yeah. I mean, and nine to 12%, that's That could be a big dollar amount. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it could be a lot of money. And then I'm, I'm sure, I don't know how they continue to fix or make a promise to fix the staffing issues, which is probably the real problem. Yeah. So you're gonna, Cause now this is public. So people, yeah. any people that wanted to work for Kaiser are like, well, let's pump the brakes now. Cause if this is how they're right, they're treating their employees, maybe I don't want to work there. And so that brings up another problem. Yeah, exactly. So now it's, it's out to everybody that this yeah. is what happened. This has been the large, you know, this is going to go down in history right now. It's the largest healthcare strike ever. And so everybody knows, do I really want to work for a place that was willing to push it to the point where the largest healthcare strike in the history has happened? Is that the place that I want to work for? And so I think people, especially in this time, are more conscious of who their employees are. Um, and, and I think that means more than than maybe it had in prior decades. Yeah. And so who who do you work who are you working for? And 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 as an and I think and I'm just gonna kind of go a little bit, but to answer the question for myself, would I cross the strike line? I like Gage said, I don't know. It depends on my financial situation. It depends on my stress situation. Do I want to, I mean, you know, you're, you're getting taken back and forth by police escorts probably. And so you, cause you have to, you know, be safe because there's crazy people out there that might want to hurt oh, yeah. you. For, if you they're do probably throwing shit that. at you. Yeah. Yeah. They probably want to throw stuff at you or add at you. And so I see both sides though. I see that the number one, you know, reason that healthcare worker, we work to take care of patients. And so patients first. And so if we don't have staffing at a hospital, they either need to take all the patients out of that hospital and transfer them to other hospitals, which is just, I, I couldn't even imagine how that would go. That'd be expensive. Or, and that'd be yeah, expensive or, too. Or, or, you know, we need dangerous. to pay. Yeah. Dangerous, expensive, or we need to get people in here. And so I understand that people you know, maybe people feel that need or that, that calling to, okay, I need to go in here and step up and try to yeah. fill in while these people are negotiating. And when they negotiate, hopefully every, they can, in a negotiation, everybody hurts a little bit. And so both sides are going to end up hurting whatever they decide on, but you know, it helps you financially in the short term. Mm -hmm. It's going to be sucky hours and it's going to be long. You're gonna get, yeah, you're going to get abused for those three days. You're going to get abused. Uh, and, and so be prepared, like you're going to get paid well, but you're going to get abused yeah. for the time. Uh, I mean, I've known people who worked um, during COVID in the ICUs, you know, I guess that's yeah. another thing I can kind of compare it to. And those folks made a considerable amount of money when they were trying to initially trying to figure out the whole COVID uh, pandemic and, and they got abused and they got 
but they got yeah. paid as a traveler as when they were traveling they got paid very nicely to show yeah, up and do this yeah. yeah yeah to show up and do this job um and so as but myself I mean, I, like you like you said it's you have to think of both i feel like people aren't thinking of both sides you know, you feel for the people that are on strike because their work conditions suck. They don't make enough money. They don't have enough help, whatever their, their case is. But then what if on the other side, if you're, I don't know, maybe this is a new grad that has thousands of tens of thousands in loans and the Kaiser's like, we'll give you 20,000 for three days. You're like, holy shit, this could wipe out my, my debt. Change my life. Turn, if you're like a 22, 23 year old nurse tech, whatever that was on strike, you can't turn that down. You'd be stupid to turn it down. Yeah. So I think and it's it, kind of like it's like a whole bunch of other situations where the anger is misdirected. The people mm -hmm. that were on strike at Kaiser, you're not angry at the people replacing you. You're angry at or at least you should be angry at Kaiser. Not the, the people replacing you are just like you trying to make a, a living. So yeah, trying to support their family, make a living. And, you know, I think and, and this is kind of another aside, too. And it's, it's kind of off kilter, but it, it's kind of reminds me of when you work at a certain facility and they hire that facility, hire somebody else. Say you worked for the facility for 10 years, eight years, whatever it was. And they hire a new person on and that, that new hire has less experience than you, but mm -hmm. they start out at, you know, the same rate as you, or maybe slightly higher than you because they yeah. were able to negotiate, you know, what, whatever. And you're, it's, it always frustrates me when people are mad at the individual yeah. for, trying for you know they negotiated they whatever they, they got whatever what they, they thought did, they were worth yeah they got that their value and how can you be mad at the individual for fighting for their value yeah you have to you have to be I, I think you have to be frustrated with the company because they don't have a better framework in place to take care of the person who's been there for a longer period of time or who has, has more overall experience um and so i think that's kind of frustrating because I've seen I've seen people get mad about that. They're like, oh, you know, Johnny makes more than me and Johnny's got mm -hmm. one year of experience. I've been doing this for 10 years. Like I'm like and then then and then you don't want to help Johnny out or you don't want to help him yeah. out. Kind of, like, you know, they're the black sheep. Put them off to the corner. Or don't. And you're like, you're really you're mad at the wrong person here. You're mad yeah. at the wrong. You're, you're, yeah. Should be mad at yourself yeah. and the people mad you work for. Yeah. And the people you work for. And that's, and I think that's the same instance with the people who are crossing the picket line strike. Yes. They're helping their families out They're This is somebody's got to do it, mm -hmm. um, but it, it does, it hurt there. And I think this is a better question. Does it hurt the striking process? I think, I don't think it, it hurts the striking process as much because it's not sustainable there. They, they're filling the short-term needs. So short-term things are expensive. You know, if yeah. you buy in, if you buy in bulk long periods of time, it's cheaper typically. And so they're paying a lot of money for these folks and it's allowing them to extend maybe the negotiating period, but it's not, this isn't the end all be all. And so I think you can't even really be mad at the, at the strike because it doesn't, it's, it's not going to affect the the long term they're they're not going to keep these striked individuals for years it can't it can't it's not sustainable yeah and so allow, yeah. allow them yeah allow them to don't be mad at the strikers let them fill in and then go back to your negotiations and if you have to continue to strike to get the things that are necessary then do that um but i mean i i can't i'm not speaking from experience yeah. and so maybe luckily. maybe there's yeah luckily that thank goodness 
Um, <clears throat> luckily, uh, I, hopefully I never have to do that. But if, if, if I think if it would be, I think I would um, help out. And then issues that arise, I guess, working with the strike gauge, and I touched on some of those things where you have to work with all kinds of brand new people that maybe have been doing your particular field for a long period of time, but you don't know anybody. And mm -hmm. so the people that you're comfortable with who do things a certain way, you get comfortable with how they do it. They get comfortable with how you do it and things kind of flow easier. And so in this instance, this might slow down the flow. Things yeah, might be sure. more easy. Yeah. Things might be more easily missed because now you're in, you're also in a hostile environment with picketers and police and, and, um, and so it's higher stress levels. Maybe mm -hmm. people cause people to react differently when you're under pressure. And so I think mistakes could maybe happen. Oh yeah, they're um, gonna happen. Yeah, frustrations with because because now you're you're other people who maybe aren't on strike. Maybe the you know a nurse is not strike or, or whatever it is. And so they're the full-time employee and then they're dealing with the people who are taking over. Maybe there's that animosity there between the two. And there's just so many um, things <laughs> for, for back, lack of a better word, you know, and if you're, yeah. if you're in, you know, gauge issues and you're doing procedures, mm -hmm. you're doing, yeah, that's what I was going to say, try to try to do a procedure with a brand new person who you've never it's worked a huge with thing before. to, to be, at least procedurally to be able to trust someone. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if a good surgeon has a good uh, scrub tech, OR tech or whatever, a lot of things you don't even have to tell them. They just do it. You know, they're ready with the setup. They're ready with the next, um, what's the word, like instrument that you're going to need for the procedure. They know how to set the patient up, all this, that, and the other. They know how you specifically like it because they work with you enough. And if you can't trust who you're working with, because either even if they're good at the job, you just, you don't know them. I, I don't trust people immediately. It's going to take some time yeah. to like... So yeah. yeah, we're as uh, we're as a physician working with luckily in radiology outside of procedures, we don't I don't care because we don't really work with one on one with people too much. But if you're in a procedure heavy specialty, that's yeah. that's going to be painful because they're just not going to know you. They're not going to know uh, what's the like the pixis to get the meds out, all the instrument. They're not going to know all of that because it's unique to your institution. So it's going right. to delay times. Mistakes are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Surgeries are going to go, maybe procedures would go slower than they normally yep. would. Um, just trying to build rapport with an individual that after three days you might, you'll probably never see again. You're never going to see him again. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that, you know, because they could be coming from all over the country or, or wherever to, to do what they need. Um, so, yeah. It, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, so this, this creates a lot of issues for Kaiser because one, <laughs> the dirty laundry got aired on national television. So everybody knows what it's like to work for Kaiser now. Right. So you're going to have a hard time. One, some of the people that are on strike are just going to, they're uh, inevitably, they're just going to say, fuck it. And they're going to go somewhere else uh, that gives them what they want. So they're going to get, they're already understaffed. You're going to be more understaffed after this. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a hard time recruiting because people know what it's like, which means you may have to cr crank the prices, crank your salary, your wages even higher. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's crazy. It's a, so yeah, this, this is just going to, it's going to trickle. And maybe this be... is the Pandora's box, right? Now other there are bigger there are bigger health systems than Kaiser. And I'm mm -hmm. sure they don't have the greatest working conditions. So right. does this and give does this give the other companies the nads to now say, hey, it's our turn? Like you yeah. we've been doing this way too long. So yeah. and you know another interesting thing, I've worked um, something I can talk about is I've worked with in unions and mm -hmm. outside outside of unions. 
And so it's really interesting when, you know, a portion of your check is paid to union dues. And so you're mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, like, okay, then go for the union fees. And then outside of a union where, you know, a lot of times in unions, you come into a facility and, you know, there's a, there's a pay scale that's already set in mm -hmm. place. And so they're like, you're a tier one, you're a tier two, you're a tier three, whatever the, whatever the tiers are for that particular hospital. So no matter how much experience or whatever you have, there's no way to negotiate more versus outside of the unions where it's just like the wild, wild, wild west. Wild west. Yeah. yeah. Just, just do, you know, there's a lot of differences in, in different places. I'm not saying one is, is better than another. I mean, I guess it's, it looks to be like the union's better in this instance, just because people, you have people there set up to fight for you, especially oh, yeah. when things go, things go bad. Um, you have a union representation. And so if you're having an issue on the job with whatever it is, you go to your human resources and things are, it's not helping or whatever. You have something that you've paid into that you get union representation that if they need to come and sit down with HR with you, then that's what you pay them they to will. do. Yeah. And so that's kind of nice to know that like, okay, I have somebody that I pay a portion of my check every two weeks, yeah. weeks, whatever it is to help me if I need it. Um, so now let's yeah. do the, uh, let's get to the story. Cause this is, it's an interesting, cause I, I, I don't travel, you know, healthcare wise. Mm -hmm. So I will likely right. never have to deal with the scenario, but you do. So you might have to, yeah. so you yeah. go ahead and tell us the story. I'm assuming you found it on the Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I found it on, yeah. on Facebook and it, just this individual just said that, um, they were a sonographer and so they signed mm -hmm. up um, travel so, sonographer. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I think, I don't know if they're a travel, they may have been, they may have been actually full-time. Um, so they signed up for a registry. Um, they got, they got their dream job they wanted to in the area that mm -hmm. they were wanting to work in. They were excited. And um, then they found out that they were going to be one, one of the few that was going to be working during the strike. And so all the people that had already been there, were about to strike yeah, and they felt like they weren't getting proper training. So they're new. So they're okay. The new people who are, I'm new. You, they don't want to train me. Yeah. So they're kind of shunning me. The manager is putting pressure on them to work because you know, I need workers money. And, so, yeah. and you're yeah. here. And so they're, they're like, they feel like they're in a rock in a hard place. Do I, you know, do I want to, not work here now because my coworkers are just going to hate me or my, my manager is going to hate me if I decide not like either way, they're like, either way I lose. And I just started this job and it's my, mm -hmm. like my dream job. And so I was like, man, like that's. So it's interesting. They're, they were not hired to replace the people on strike. Mm -hmm. They were going to be with the people that were on strike. So right. that's an interesting point yeah. that I think needs to be pointed out, which to me makes this a little less, of a big deal because you were going to, you're supposed to be one of the people that would be on strike. You were not hired specifically to replace the people that were going to be on strike. Right. It just, it's just like this crazy happenstance that like, or like, yeah. okay, we hired this new employee because people, you know, we need to bring in more people. We hired this new person and now we're getting ready to go on strike. And so they're like, well, we don't want to train the new person because they're going to be working as we're on strike. And so they're part of that, you know, that we're shunning yeah. this individual. And then they're like, well, I don't want to make the manager mad. And then not like, not be like, I don't want to work because they need me to work. And so like, who do I tick off all the people that I'm going to end up working with when they come back from strike or the manager 
who needs me? Like, it's like a, it's like a lose, lose. I was like, this is like, it's like a, you know, you're out on a boat and the perfect storm hits you and you're, you know, and you're just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how do I plan for this? Like, there's, there's nothing you can do. It's just this instance. It's a lose, lose situation. It's going to be a, you're going to piss somebody off. You just got to pick one. Got to pick who you want. (laughs) You don't mind ticking off, I guess. Yeah. And then, I mean, I the issue is what if it's yourself that you piss off because mm-hmm. what if you turn the job down and then maybe you don't find another job for a while or you find a job and it turns out to be shit and you're like man this i had my dream job i just couldn't get over the fact that i was going to piss off some of my coworkers who right. may quit like some they're not always going to be there right or maybe you get there and you hate it and you quit or your manager quits whatever like the home so much stuff could happen so I feel like this person just had to sit down and like, what's important to them? Was it, right. why was it a dream money? Was it a location? Was it the hours? What made it like a dream job? And is that, uh, can you replicate that somewhere else? If it's location, obviously you can't, but if it's the ancillary benefits, money type stuff, you can replicate that stuff somewhere else if that's all you're after. So right. I feel like it's not easy, but this person probably just had to sit down and have a a heart to heart with themselves and figure out what was important to them. Yep. And I think that's, and I think that's, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Cause I think that's the most important thing. You know, if this is this really your dream job, then tough for if you decide you want to work or tough for if you can, I don't know if you can join the strike. I don't, I don't believe they can cause you have to pay into the union. And so I don't think that they had probably the option to join with mm-hmm. the strike and continue striking. And so, you know, I think you have a heart to heart with your, with yourself and then you sit down and explain to your coworkers and and if they don't understand then that's that's the way yeah. the cookie yeah. crumbles i guess I mean, whatever. yeah they'll get over it eventually like one uh, it goes back to what we talked about earlier they they shouldn't be pissed at you they should be pissed at themselves and the people they work with work for whatever right because of and, whatever the situation they, is and they said that they really need they, this was their you know they really needed the money See, as well i really need, i really need a job yeah and we all need jobs like i don't yeah. know so we all, do, we all need to do some sort of work for sure and so yeah. they're like i have debt i need to pay i need you know whatever else i need the job and yeah i think it's, it goes back to another thing i don't remember when we talked about this a couple episodes back but uh you you already know the answer to the question you're asking you just want somebody else to say it this person knows the answer to this question they just want this facebook group to confirm it or whatever yeah, you know yeah. so they know they want to take that job for sure just for take sure. the fuck just take the job like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. just take it and something is something... that simple that what happens after that is not that simple but right. it's going to i mean i guess that's sometimes social media can just be like an echo chamber that's what she maybe it's a she he whatever that's what they wanted was an echo chamber to be like mm-hmm. hey you know this is your dream job once in a lifetime this is coming from two dudes I won't speak for Dennis. I hate my job. So if you, if, if my dream quote unquote dream job popped up, I don't piss off my coworkers. I my man. I don't care. I'm taking it. Yeah. So whatever happens after that happens, you just got to deal with it. So it's nice to have a little, uh, little full circle, you know, come back to the things, (laughs) some wisdom we've given on previous episodes. Now it comes back to this episode. Always, always wise. The, it should be the the tattooed Doc Wise one or something. Yeah, I don't know. Philosopher, tattooed philosopher. <laughs> philosopher. We'll we'll do a quick switch name change. Philosophy. My philosophizer. Philosophizer. Yeah, there you go. That was it. Was that Dwight Goodman? 
I don't remember. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to do the voice because I can't, but I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And so. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's a shitty situation that that person just has to figure it out. There's nothing anyone could say that, you know, you can go to, you have people you go to advice for, but ultimately it's going to come down to whatever they want, what's best for them. So best right. of luck to this person. I hope they, yeah, for real. Always hope best it worked luck. out. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'd like to, hopefully we end up hearing, maybe we'll hear more how things yeah. transpired. Uh, I'm, I'd like to, we'll see, I'm going to try to reach out to some strike people and see if maybe we can get some more information on the front lines and see what's. Yeah. Do the do recruiters offer strike jobs? Hmm. Do they? They probably, they're probably the prime, I wouldn't say, I would think, I bet you they're primary, they're the primary people that fill strikes is probably the recruiting companies. So because, they, do they like it or do they not like it? Because wages are going to be higher, probably because so they get more, right? Because there is a middleman, which blows yep. my mind. That recruiters <laughs> exist. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's yeah, just like a, yeah, yeah, you're just a middleman. Like, why can't the hospital just reach out and say, "Hey, we need some people"? Like, well, if, so if I'm assuming they like it because then wages oh, are up, so they get more and every. Oh, I'm sure they love it because yeah. now you know now that piece of the pie, even well, part of the pie that goes towards your per diem. Is just astronomical, um, mm -hmm. so that because they don't have to worry about the recruiters don't have to worry about your housing. The recruiters don't have to worry about your your food. They don't have to worry. You know, you don't have to worry about your food. You don't have to worry about your housing. So there's a lot of things as, yeah. as a traveler that you kind of like try to put in place before you go. But just knowing that, like literally, I got to show up with scrubs. That's all I need, and just yeah. scrubs and work my butt off. Scrubs and a can-do attitude. <laughs> scrubs and a can-do <laughs> attitude. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. Like if you, I'm all about people hustling and getting their money. So if recruiters make money off of this, go for it. Like yep. there's a need, why ever the, why the need exists or how it's created doesn't matter. It just matters. There is a need. Someone's going to fill that need and just make your money. You know, I'm all for yep. people just making money. Like I don't, yep. obviously not the detriment. There's obviously boundaries to it, but like right. if you're not like hurting someone, which recruiters aren't hurting people, mm. like just, you know, make your money. They're filling a need. And and mm -hmm. uh, and it's only because the hospitals aren't able created to need. Yeah, yeah, create it. You're not. You're not. The HR is not good enough at recruiting, or they they're not. You know, whatever it is, they they can't do it. And so somebody stepped in and said, "We will." And they yeah. said, "Okay, and we'll pay you a lot for it." And that's what I mean. Do. That's the uh, what's the saying? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, this perhaps. was a necessity at some point. Someone invented it, and now I don't know what what it was like pre COVID, but post COVID this, uh, this has taken off. And I, yeah. I, I think it's, we've talked about this before too. I think it's cooling off. I've seen TikToks where nurses are like, yeah, the rates are coming way down. Like it's cooling True. off. I don't think it'll ever go away, but yeah. So that was a tangent, but good. <laughs> okay. And, and so let's go to what your favorite, right? Is I think your favorite. Uh, little question of the day action. Question, yeah. question of the day. No, I don't remember this question. We've had this on here forever. So I don't know if it was you that made it up or if it was me that made it up. But uh, I think as we have worked with, we've always worked for people, you and I have. Mm -hmm. So as I'll reiterate, we don't really necessarily enjoy our jobs. I think part of it for me is I don't like working for people. Mm -hmm. I want to make my own schedule, do my own thing. So the fact that I have a schedule made for me, I have to do what they tell me to do. It's kind of... Mm -hmm. eh. So the question for today is, if you could own your own business, what would you do? What would the business be? 
Yeah. And I think um, we've talked about this a decent amount. I think I would probably, I'm kind of decently big into exercise and fitness. And so I think um, I would want to have like a gym or mm-hmm. um, to kind of take off of my skill set, I could do like a 3D, 4D, OB mm-hmm. um, stuff for, for mom, for mother, you know, possible new mothers who would get those images. And, and it's something that I could do on my own. I wouldn't need, you know, a doctor to oversee me. It would just, cause it would just be as a, a fun thing that you're, you know, showing them the kid. It wouldn't be moving. diagnostic images. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's all non-diagnostic. It's all just for, for fun for them. And, and you could, I would throw like, a, um, not to give out too many of my ideas, but like I would have like a bear or some sort of, stuffed animal and you could throw a heart in there so they hear the heartbeat the heartbeat and, yeah yeah and so you know just just fun things that memories that would last a lifetime for that family yeah and as, as the kid grows up and and things like that so that's something that with my current skill current skill set that i could do and i could work mm-hmm. for myself and you know like anything like any business it's it's expensive yeah to start what's uh i mean the OB thing, I think now this is much more popular than it used to be, but gyms are obviously very popular. Yeah, right. So what makes uh, what would make your gym different than other gyms? Um, I think I would probably go to and I would have an first. I'd like to have an app because I would have classes and I would have. I think I would have an assortment of a lot of different classes with a lot of variety. Kind of not not quite like the uh, uh, what's it, the CrossFit cult, you know, mm-hmm. following. But yeah. but you try to create for the average person. Yeah, yeah. I would not quite. Um, was it the the big gym? It's planet the the planet gym. I won't say the planet name. fitness. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, planet fitness gym. And so not quite uh, like that. I don't want the lunk alarm and stuff like that. I want people to be able to. Planet Fitness not. was this is a tangent, but that was a unique concept because they bank on people that don't go to the gym. That's true. So they want yeah. you to sign up and then you don't go, but you just keep paying. You're like, oh man, I'm, maybe one day I'll go. So they're mm-hmm. kind of scummy for that, but that's their yeah. business model. The answer I wanted you to give was the pickleball. Oh, okay. Because a lot of yeah, places have like bass, and you're in an area where I think pickleball is popular. I don't know, but I mean uh, it's everywhere. It's it's anywhere. Yeah. It's the fastest but, uh, a lot of a lot of places have like pools and basketball courts and whatever, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you don't hear so many places that have a pickleball, whether that's inside or you're next to one, and it's just yeah. like almost like a um, country club or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you get access. You you pay a fee and you get access to everything that they have on the grounds. Right. So, I, I think it's interesting because with that, you think like okay, and you know, it's going to be more prevalent in states that are or you know so, where it's warm outside. And so, but what's interesting is, is even the warm states like Florida, for example, that's warm now in the, in the summer times, people go inside where it's air conditioning and they want, so every state has a period of time that that people want to play inside. And it's a sport you can easily play inside. It's not like football where it's not, it's not translatable from inside to outside as well. Pickleball, you could easily play inside. Yeah. You need about 800 to 880 square feet. Yes, he's already done the research. Yeah, that's very specific. So he knows what he's doing. I do, and I've I've looked at different spaces too. uh, And I I mean, that's if you want to be official. If you wanted to 
if you wanted to go the like the planet fitness route and just make money, you could you could cut the dimensions so you could get yeah. multiple courts in one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could put two in instead of one or whatever it is. So and and there's places that are charging daily. I mean, you get daily rates. You know, daily rates. Oh, you could have rate. like a daily pet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that and people like I know places inside that are you know are making a killing on, mm-hmm. but also some of the facilities, some of the inside areas that I need space wise were quite expensive to lease and they want five-year commitments. And yeah. so there's, well, there's always different, you know, different things, but always if issues, that's the, yeah. yeah, if that's your business, if that's what you're going for. Then you're like, yeah, I'm doing this. I don't five years. I'm doing this for 50 years. Like, yeah. And so, and so, yeah. It'd be I, nice I, to own your own building though. <sighs> Cut out the overhead of paying a landlord and so much, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Generally, that's gener- generational stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, have you thought of any ideas, any businesses? I don't know what I would do. Uh, if you wanted to keep it related to my job, I don't even know if it's legal, but I would like maybe like a consultant. Like I could give mm. people a second opinion on their images with, mm-hmm. uh, without that would allow me to be my own boss and still yeah. use the skill set that I wasted 15 years developing. So, <laughs> but yeah. then there's a whole bunch of legal, like what I'd be legally for responsible, just like a normal radiologist is legally responsible. So, but I thought that right. would be interesting. People could just send me their images, especially if it's just MSK, because that's what I specialized in. Yeah. Uh, if you want it outside of my, outside of my skill set, I think we talked a little bit. It'd have to be something to do with video games, whether that's a, de- a development company or something. Mm-hmm. I was really big before I, you know, uh, probably even in medical school, probably before residency, I was really big into video games. Love playing them. I don't play them at all now, but mm-hmm. that would have been I- fun because they're very popular. A lot of and I know it takes obviously a lot of hard work, but there's a lot of video game companies that make millions of dollars. You know, Activision sure. makes Call of Duty. They're just ra- they just rake in cash because we've moved into an era. I don't know if you play video games, but we've moved into an era of microtransactions. So mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll give you the game for free, but then they'll come out with uh, cosmetics, blueprints, all this bundles that you can pay for and with real money. And they make a killing off of it. Uh, I think yeah. the biggest example is Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto V. The mm. amount of money they make off the online portion because people you can buy in-game cash with real cash, which is mm-hmm. just a mind-blowing concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get you know you get people and they make millions every month. That's why they haven't come out with Grand Theft Auto Six. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V came out. I don't even know. It's been a decade plus. Yeah. And they yeah. still make so much money. That's why they haven't put out six because they're like, it'll take away from what we make on five. But they're, they're finally transitioning. Six is coming at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so something to do with video games. It's kind of fun. It's kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably stressful to the people in it. But I think in the grand scheme of things, it's low stress. Mm-hmm. Radiology yeah. is stressful. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's real stress. But, right. uh, but I, I know we talked about even, we even talked about even, you know, maybe having an imaging center or something at some point. Mm-hmm. That would be wow. another that within our skill set with right because I could I could uh, read the images you could do one subset of the images we provided you know with ultrasound right. but you could have CTMR right. uh, I think another popular thing to do in our era is I guess you call them medical spas you know where people mm. can get Botox you can tan you can do all this cosmetic stuff right. in one location uh, I have right. tattoos a lot of medical spas have laser removal services. So mm-hmm. stuff like that, yeah, that would be, you just, that's very, uh, 
area dependent. You know, you have to be in the right area for that. Right. And I actually, I, I met some different uh, anesthesiologists or, or different doctors that had medical spas and that's, they got away from that kind of stuff that they did and just went into the medical spa area. But, um, but yeah, yeah it's, a, think, it's a little bit more, I think patients appreciate it, right? You feel like you're making a difference because they, they came there for that, whatever you're doing, Botox, whatever it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, and you're, it's a little bit, you can, uh, Usually insurance doesn't pay for that kind of stuff. So you get a little bit, it's more like a concierge service, I guess. People pay cash. So it's a little yeah. more stable. Yeah, a little, aff it's an affluent area. It is affluent, yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. But well, I think that answers all. I think we went really deep with the strike stuff. As we come out with some more strike information, as, as this progresses, it's an ongoing thing. We'll maybe we'll release another episode and kind of follow up with this. Um, but yeah, I think that's all for today. Until then, so you wanna, see you next time. Well, give them a plug. Give them a plug. Give them a plug. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I forgot the people that aren't watching. Uh, mm -hmm. Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, rad underscore talk underscore DG. And then Shameless I think it's just all, all major platforms you can find the podcast where, you know, wherever you can listen to the podcast, you'll find it. Just search for the shameless. Give them the shameless plug, too. You got, I know it was, it's a little, it's been a couple, what, a week or two, but. Oh, about my video, Rad Reacts. Yeah, I reacted yeah. to the new. Uh, Blink-182 song. They've released another one since, but uh, you can go give that a listen on our YouTube. Yeah. It took it me a while. That was a, we're getting on a tangent, but that was a pain in the ass because it was very um, <laughs> copyright. Like, you know, you can only do so much with music before it gets copyright. So that was right. painful to make. So go watch it. But it's good. Yeah. All right. Until next time, you guys. All right. Later, Rad Nation.